I, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I think I've now listened to enough times I might remember it. Let's go. Are you guys ready? <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of wondering what you were... You seemed oddly quiet. <laughs> Hello, Internet. This is Chase Wassenaar. Welcome to the second half of our October K-pop shenanigans episode. Very excited to have you all with us today. Last episode, we talked about Woojin and Wanho leaving their respective groups, CL finally getting out of YG, and five songs that we all wanted to talk about. Now we've got seven more in our 60-second segments to go through uh, what was a very busy month in October, a month with a lot of songs that definitely drew our attention. Uh, we're going to try to focus on the ones that really caught our eyes the most. Uh, and of course, when I say we, I am joined by two lovely co-hosts today. First of all, uh, Kristen, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for asking. It's really <laughs> sweet of you every time. It's not going to get old. Uh, and Zach, you lovely editor of ours, how are you doing? Trying really, really hard not to repeat the joke I made last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you got to mix it up, man. Got to throw in a little bit of spice here and there, but it's got to be a different spice. If it's the same spice every time, it's not... A it's not all that spicy. You get used to it, right? Oh, so you mean you can't just dump a shaker full of salt on everything and you'll be fine? Uh, you know, I will say I do cover professional video gaming for a living, so I can't be anti-salt for sure. It has literally That's where you're going with maker. that statement? Jeez. What? What's wrong with salt? What's, what's wrong with salty gamers? I'm sorry. Is this, uh, is this a heated podcaster moment? Is that what we're talking about here? No, no. Oh was, my god. That's the salt you decided to to um chase down here. Got it. What? Okay, hold on. What salt would you have preferred me to chase down, buddy, old pal, old friend? I was talking about literal just salt. Just literal just just pour that shit on. First of right. all, I actually do do that with my food for the record. Oh, so do I. I. Way too much salt. You it's pour salt um, on. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, she who shall not be named is telling us we really need to pay attention to heart health and that too much salt will give you a heart attack. Hmm. Yeah, this is very true. True. Thank you, she who shall not be named. On the other hand, though, life without salt, question mark? Is that living? Real, real thoughts. I feel like there's a balance. No, 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 strike no, 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 of no, no, saltiness. No, 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 it's all or nothing, clearly. So I'm not going to change anything. That's how all that works, salt. clearly. Uh, we're going to move on. <laughs> this is not a health podcast, if you can't tell. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to turn this into a health podcast. Gave up podcast. Oh God! Too much salt. Not no salt. We are being corrected. <laughs> I know it's Can okay. We start this anytime. <laughs> Run for your life by Tiffany Young is the first song in our talking today, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. Oh man, the salt is so real. Run for your life. I, I have to say, I think this podcast had very mixed feelings about Tiffany Young's previous comeback before this. You know, Magnetic Moon had some visuals that we really enjoyed but the song itself didn't necessarily come together. So I'm going to turn to you here first, Zach. Does Run For Your Life come together for you? For once, I think I'm going to just cut to the chase, and yes, I think it does. She's been trying to launch an American career for a little while, and I feel like this is about the best she's done in that regard of something that seems like, you know, that would fit and would work well in the U.S. Now, Yes, if you get the feeling walking, going into this that, wait, did she just kind of find a Lady Gaga song? Yes, it really does feel like that, but I don't, I think she does a good job of it. Oh, apparently a producer who worked with Lady Gaga worked on this song. So that was just said to us by somebody. So apparently there's a very good reason why it sounds very much like that. But yeah, I think it's a pretty good one. Um, This song has a short guitar solo, which is automatic points. In my book. And just just a couple things on the video of did they shoot this in a four by three aspect ratio just so they could get those shots of her in the stilts? I'm not entirely sure what the shots of her with the weird stilts was necessarily for, but okay, I'm glad you found a way to work it in there. And I feel like this video continues a bit of a thing that I'm like, did Korea just discover drag queens sometime earlier this year? Because they went from almost no, in no videos would you find drag queens to not every video, but just enough that I'm noticing it being a trend there. So I don't know, just seems to have been a discovery in there. But like, I think this one comes together better than some of the other stuff that she's done. You know, I will say, first of all, thank you to our secret producer who is really 
the mind behind the show uh, slowly but surely. We really appreciate that because I missed that one sec in my uh, in my research as well. I'm not surprised because this is a Lady Gaga song, and I, I do think, ah, man, if I was picking reasons why this song, which to me is the best song that Tiffany Young has put out this year, is also the one that was the least successful. I would say it probably is because this is a pop song from 10 years ago. 10 years ago, this sets the world on fire. In 2019, it, it, it's, it's a throwback. It's a weird kind of throwback. And that's something that in K-pop, obviously, we recycle these kinds of styles and whatever else all the time. So like, it's not surprising to bring back a style from 10 years ago and have that click and have that be the aesthetic you want to work with. And of all the sounds to go for, Lady Gaga circa late 2000s seems real good. So I like the song. I just, I worry about Tiffany's place within pop. Like this, to me, this is a great example of like what I wanted to see from her. And it's clear that at least from what we're seeing so far, from what the visible kind of things that we have, it, it's still just not quite clicking now you don't have any sort of connection to the previous era of, of tiffany young Kristen, right you I, I, obviously right like you know of girls generation but i imagine yeah. you have not spent a lot of time no i have not so what were your thoughts on run for it seems like we all had the same thought like uh, <laughs> literally in my notes right here it is giving me late 2000s american pop like early gaga's bad romance which i loved that song when it came out a part of me still enjoys that era of music, but I think it leaves me wanting more from her. And I, I went back to listen to like stuff like Magnetic Moon, and I think that gives me a more complete picture of her as an artist. But I think, Chase, your critique is very valid of like what is her place in the pop market right now. Also, are we going to talk about the very long legs? Oh, the, very long the legs. The very long legs! Yeah, that, 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 were those stilts? That's my thought of what that was, or was that just a visual effect? I thought it was an effect. I thought it was added in post, maybe. Or, like, she was on stilts and then even more emphasized in yeah. post. It was a great look. I mean, it was a... I'm a big fan of that. I don't know what they're doing with it. <laughs> like, what is the... <laughs> like, what is the point of this other than just to do it? Which, you know what? I'm in, all in favor of doing it just because. So, yeah, I was going to say, Zach, have you heard of a game called Bayonetta? Yes. Because I'm yes. telling you right now, a lot of people <laughs> are in on the super long legs without any plot justification. You don't have oh, to worry yes, about that. Yes, I've played most of that game. Well, there you go. Also a great game. If we ever do a gaming podcast, that'll be that'll be on the pro side. Uh, God, yeah. So that's this song. So it sounds like we all agree that like we like it. I don't think... I don't think it's going to be any of our favorite songs of the month. No. And I don't think that it solves the problem that Tiffany Young has in that she hasn't quite found that niche yet that is going to take off. I, of all the songs from this year, I, I really do. I think this was my favorite of Tiffany Young's and I think our secret producer feels mm -hmm. the same way um, from the comments that we're seeing here. But I, yeah, I, 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 I hope to see more like this. I hope that, the fact that it doesn't seem to be doing as well will not deter her from doing more like this. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think we still have a ways to go if we're going to see Tiffany uh, break into the American pop scene and be the superstar that I think at one point people were expecting her to be. So we're going to move on to Guilty by TVXQ, another group that I just don't have a ton of experience with historically they were a five-person group in 2003 they've been a duo for quite a while at this point mm -hmm. and this song was fascinating for me i i've went on a journey with how i felt about this song i want to start with you uh zach actually what were your thoughts on guilty i was thinking do we want any more of the history in there do we want to fill anybody in on the backs on some backstory. Oh, by all means, you, if you want to share some backstory, they do have some interesting backstory of like literally like this changed K-pop. Some of their history was TVXQ. Like you said, they debuted as a five member group in 2003. And then I don't remember exactly when in there, but the three that aren't there anymore sued SM Entertainment over the contracts that they signed because SM had signed them. And keep in mind, they're like, I think in the like 
about 17 to 20 years old when they debuted. I don't remember precisely. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. You know, but my point is around there. SM signed them to 13-year contracts when they debuted. And so they turned around and sued SM, basically saying, there's no way you can do this. You know, you're signing somebody who's that young to a 13-year contract. And they're the reason why now the standard contract is seven years, was that that was determined to be an acceptable amount of time for it. And the three who sued won the lawsuit, got that changed in most of the companies, and went off and formed their own group elsewhere while TVXQ continued as just a duo. And apparently they are huge in Japan. Like they're a massive hit in Korea, but they have like almost every record you can think of for biggest and largest tours and most performances of a non-Japanese group in Japan. So they're huge. They've got a lot of history behind them. Like I said, I don't have all the specifics, but I think that's I think that's some stuff that's good to know. That that sure does explain the comment section under this video, because it is a lot of Japanese, just a lot of which is totally fair. But I did like I was looking through. I'm like, one, not English Two, not Korean. <laughs> right, right. It's like, why <laughs> is everything in Japanese on a song? That, was this in Japanese or was it Korean? I don't remember for sure. You know what? Now I'm now I'm going to have to look this up, but please continue with the song itself while I'm doing so. For the song itself, there's a few things in here. Of like, this is one of those songs where I'm like, I quite enjoyed listening to it. I don't know if I would call it fun, but it was a lot more enjoyable than a lot of songs that I've run into. And I noticed with this and a song we'll be talking about shortly that we're, we're dealing with a couple of older boy groups. And I find this weird that it seems to me, and I could always be wrong about this, but I feel like. A lot of the newer groups tend to go, there's a lot of them tend to really lean heavy in on this like serious melodramatic taking themselves really seriously sound. Whereas in this one, a couple of much older groups like from 2003 and 2005 are doing these songs that aren't like that. Like they're not taking themselves too seriously, not taking this too seriously. And I quite, I found that I quite enjoyed that. And also this song, I noticed when finishing up preparations for the podcast, I started noticing some of the instrumentation in the song. Like, and yes, that include like, yes, I'm a sucker for electric guitar and there's some there in the background, but I'm like, how often do I notice the instrumentation in a K-pop song? So this kind of came down in the, I found it enjoyable. I'm not sure how much, I, you know, I don't think I love the song, but I enjoyed it. And I feel like that's a lot of October. <laughs> hmm. It's very interesting. For the record, this song is in Japanese. So okay. So it was a Japanese comeback, but it was their 15th anniversary album. Yep. It tells you a lot that when they had their 15th anniversary. Yeah, I mean, by everything you've told us, of course it went to Japan. So oh, yeah. makes a lot of sense on that front. Kristen, you, like me, had no idea of the history of this group. Where do you stand on Guilty? I think I stand a little bit with Zach on it, I think. But what's interesting is when I was compiling my notes, I took this song kind of within the context of having watched Stray Kids, ATs, and Super M. It's, it's very apparent, I feel like, that they have less of a budget to work with, but to me, the video song and the choreography all feel way more cohesive to me than, let's say, Jopping did. Mm. The, the, I think, and what I tend to like about these older guy groups is it feels to me like the group is more self-assured and understands who they are already and what they can do with what they have. Like for me, the concept, the lyrics, the melody, they're all working together in the song to create a really good song video experience. Is it my favorite? No. I will say I think I like Wonderland better than this song, but I still really enjoyed it. And it just feels like a much more uh, a tighter, nuanced experience to me. Man, this is fun. I get to be the, the weird one here. <laughs> I like this. I don't know why, but this song just can't click for me. And I really want it to. It has all of the things. Like my only real note here is that I feel like I should like this song way more than I do. Because I agree with you. It has the confidence of a, a group that proved themselves a long time ago and has no concerns about that. I think the dancing in the water is a great look. I love all those like aesthetically. Well played, guys. Uh, it looks good. I, I just, the chorus is weirdly, it, it, it feels like it could go, I, it's, it's just, it's so weird. Like, because it, it's going hard, but it doesn't feel like it goes as hard as the stuff that I liked from Stray Kids in Wonderland from this month. 
And I think it has to do with that, you know, that instrument uh, instrumentation you bring up with the fact that this is a Japanese oriented song. I don't whatever I, I'm learning more and more. My tolerance for Japanese production styles is apparently a lot lower than I realized because there's just something about this where it just doesn't feel like it quite comes together. And I think like if you get to about the three minute mark of the song, it's that like high pitch, like almost a squeal at the top there. And like it's there for an effect, like it's clearly meant to bring people in. And obviously a lot of people really enjoy it makes me wince every time I hear it. it. It is a painful sound to me. And I don't I don't have an explanation for that. Whatever it is, these are these are individual pieces that I can agree with y'all are good. I like the individual bits here. It just for whatever reason for me, this feels like the whole is less than the sum of the parts. And no matter how many times I have tried to listen to it, it has never clicked for me. And I feel like within a week, I will have forgotten that this song exists because despite having all of the pieces of a thing that I like, there's not that moment that pulls me in the way that a Wonderland or a Double Knot. It looks like I'm the outlier here, which is fun. I appreciate that. Go check it out. Let me know if you guys are like uh, Kristen and Zach and enjoyed the song for what it is, or if you're like me and it just doesn't quite come together for you. I'm actually really curious to see where people come down on this one. Um, but we are going to move on uh, to Super Clap by Super Junior. Uh, of course, it's a Super Clap. It couldn't just be a clap, guys, because it's Super Junior, which, for the record, is still an incredibly silly name to me in 2019, when Super Junior has been around since 2005. Uh, 2005. So they've been juniors for 14 years. Yep. Throwing that out there, not really... Uh, juniors anymore do you really want to try and do that rebrand no you can't but we but we can agree that it's dumb right they're your juniors for 14 years nine albums in it's not a horrendously painful type of dumb it's just kind of a little dumb it's not jopping dumb that's for sure no god we are really going out of our way to make everyone hate us uh Kristen, uh what yeah. do you think of super clap um well this this rem super clap reminds me of the early K-pop stuff you used to show me before I got into K-pop. Mm -hmm. It has that happy feel to it. But that's kind of the the vibe that I've moved away from when I've become more immersed into K-pop. Like, to me, this is fine. Is it making it on my regular K-pop listening rotation? No. But it's it's really enjoyable to watch. I wrote down in my notes that it's like cotton candy. You enjoy it while you're having it, and then it's gone and you stop thinking about it. And that sounds really rude, <laughs> but that's how I feel about it. But that's that's where you're at. Okay. That's where I'm at with Super Clap. Interesting. Okay. Well, I know at least one secret producer who feels a little mm -hmm. bit differently from you, but I want to yeah. get to Zach next. Where are you on this song? I'm using my host power to hide my opinion. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a bit of a parallel that I can make to um, when we talked about the ladies code song. If I'm following up Kristen and Kristen said a bunch of things that I think I agree with them all, but I'm going to flip all of those into being like, I think those things are all positives. I guess this is the type of song that, you know, they've had a 14 year career. They don't care what anyone thinks about them, how seriously they take themselves, how seriously people take them. They know where they are. They know what they're doing. And they're like, you know what? We're just going to make a song that is just fun to listen to, fun to. The video makes no sense. Just a bunch of random things happening. They managed to make it all work together somehow, I think. Also, did they shoot on the same tennis court that was in every girl group video in 2016? There is a blue tennis court that was in like everything around that time. And I think it's the same one that they have here. Continuing my pattern of, are there just five music video sets in Korea? It seems like. And then one moment in this that just stuck out to me so much was when they're having the da the Dance Dance Revolution competition. And then I see Heechul there. And I'm like, man, Heechul, I cannot take you seriously. And that is the best possible thing for this right now. Because I just, I think of him more as the TV host, you know, of week when he was, he was on Weekly Idol for six months and has been doing Knowing Brothers for years. And he's done other things. And I'm like, man, I can't take you seriously, but that's exactly the right thing to have right here. I don't know. 
this song is a lot of fun to listen to. I have heard it a lot because of somebody that is uh, <laughs> listening into this conversation has been playing it a lot. And I don't choose to listen to it on my own, but I kind of, I enjoy it. I think they're, they're having a lot of fun with it. I have fun with it there. It's not going to make any year end lists, but it's fun. Yeah. I, I have to say, I think I I'm with you on this one, Zach. And, and, and this might be again, I, you know, when I got into K-pop, there was a lot more stuff like this. Um, nowadays it, it does feel like definitely at least a good portion of groups have moved away from something like this, which is why it's really refreshing to me when we get a song like this, mm-hmm. because this is just goofy fun. And I have to say for me, it is definitely a song that like the video is what brings it together. Yes. I don't think I would be able to get behind. Like I, I don't see myself listening to this song just to listen to the song outside of just like a basic rotation. But I would absolutely watch this video again because they're having so much fun. And it's just a very contagious video in that extent. You know, the entire way through. They just seem like the most fun guys in the world to hang out with. And that's exactly what the song is about. This is about having fun. We're going to super clap because we're having such a great time partying and being silly and just embracing all of this ridiculousness. I mean, for the love of God, we get pink eyebrows in this in this video. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in on this. I did not think I was going to be in on this. If you had bet me dollars to donuts, I would have flipped how I felt. I feel about Guilty and Super Clap, almost certainly. But at the end of the day, Guilty never quite clicked with me, but Super Clap just does. And so I guess this is going to be like the true test of like... <laughs> old school versus new school k-pop if you're if you're really only interested in kind of the new sounds we've been getting recently this one might not click with you but if you are someone who is more in tune with the history of k-pop or at least very interested in seeing how we got to where we are today i think this song does as good a job of that as any that we've heard in quite a while so that's going to be it for super clap which means we're going to move on to the group that i mentioned last time has four songs on my best of 2019 playlist. This would be twice, of course, with their fourth. It feels like they're just always coming back. I just, I never, like, again, it's not a comeback if you don't leave is kind of my my sense of that word. But at the same time, I never want you to leave twice. So I guess it's okay that you at least fake and true this month. But by contract, I have to save you for last here, Zach. So I'm going to go to Kristen here what did you think of fake and true oh this video the visuals the outfits oh i think twice could just like do songs like this that are in the vein of what is love and fancy and i will continue to be happy for the rest of my k-pop listening days mm-hmm. what what i really like about this song and about twice as a group is that they make pop seem just effortless and and it's just fun that's really all i have to say about it like i i tried to come up with something a bit more constructive and about like the lyrics or the melody or the chorus but i just really like it overall just as an entire product it's great and it is incredible to me just the consistency with which twice so consistent come back after comeback after comeback and they're all good they haven't had a bad comeback this year. And it's just, and in 2018, they were coming back all the time. Like usually you expect like, okay, well, this was the year they went hard and now maybe they'll ease off the brakes. But it, again, you, you bring up effortless. It does just, they, they come off like they are just such natural performers that they just have these songs in their arsenal at any given time and are always ready to break them out. And the only time they don't is when they're too busy performing in concerts and things. And as someone who cares about this group, it does worry me sometimes that they're as busy as they are. Like, I hope that they're not getting burnt out behind the scenes and whatnot. They were actually addressing that because Mina did miss some of the promotions for Feel Special. Yeah, that, I knew that was the thing because she had some anxiety stuff. Yeah, and they gave her a bunch of time off for that. And what I've heard in general seems to be that they do tend to, one, they tend to get more breaks than you think. And two, they also tend to be the type of people who hate sitting still and not doing anything. Okay. So, like, it seems to be at a good enough balance, but I mean, they haven't gone more than six months without a song since their debut. Oh my God. God. I'm 
I'm so sad when I think about how you compare to Blackpink right now. <laughs> like, Come on, like, I didn't even do it. I did not I know. do it. It's just, you I can't help yourself. Like, Weiss is so blessed and this fan base is so blessed. Like they give us so much. And I just, I love all of what they've been putting out. And and to me, you know, the, the question with any Twice comeback now is not, is it going to be good? It's where does it rank among the other Twice comebacks? I have this sitting somewhere between uh, Breakthrough and Fancy, I think, right now. So I think maybe even as high as number two on my list. But I, yeah, there's just, there's so much here. Um, there's so many good looks. Momo Banks just blew everyone away. <laughs> Uh, the fact that the, like that was uh, a new look, I believe even you said Zach, uh, unrecognizable. Yeah, um, I, I didn't realize at first it was Momo without the bang. <laughs> like it's uh, like that's insane to me. So I like I, so I want to say talk to the Twice fan, the person whose colors in our banner are Twice. What did you think of Fake and True? It is incredibly remarkable to me that I'm thinking if this was released a year ago. This would have been a huge deal in that, like, I, I for a while I was looking for the pivot in Twice of, like, I felt like, okay, you've done the cutesy stuff for too long, and what else can you do? And now that something like this comes out, and it's like, it's like yeah, it's just a matter of course now. Breakthrough was such a big hit that even in Japan, which does tend to have more of a market for the cutesy type things, especially if you look at their um at their releases, you know, at their Japanese singles, they tend to be much more on that side. I mean, look at something like Candy Pop, but... That they're like, no, we're going to stick with this style that I just, it's good. This is good. I have, I don't know where to put it in the, you know, ranking the comebacks against each other. I'm, you know, trying to rank things like that. I notice over time, I like doing that less and less of trying to rank things. Oh, this is definitely better than that thing. But I'm thinking, even if, even if this was, oh, the fourth best comeback twice put out in 2019. My God, look at the, if that's the fourth best thing you did, they are just on an incredible roll through this and just i don't know i don't have a lot of specifics to the th to the thing because i don't know for some reason it they weren't the specifics weren't coming it was just the feeling of i'm so glad they're here i'm so glad they can consistently put this stuff out that they can consistently be this good you know and have managed to switch to and have managed to go to a somewhat different style that still feels like them and is still really good and seems to have gone without a hitch at this point, I'm just like, my God, they, they are. I don't think I have a favorite group. You know, I don't know if I could ever take one group and just say, oh, this one is my favorite. But they are up there in the conversation. Yes. As you point out many times, there is a reason they're my, that that's the colors used for me in the banner. <laughs> they're really, really good. <laughs> the song really, really good. It's really good. And I honestly like I just I can't imagine like we're here now. You know, they've been doing this for, what, two and a half years, I think is about where we're at. Uh, They were late 2015, so almost four. Yeah, actually, I think it did just cross four years. So, I mean, shout out to them. It just feels like they have so much further even to go. They're just, it It seems like every time it's like, wow, I, they've just released such an awesome song. I, they're probably going to have to recharge before we can uh, hit back up again. I will point out that around Christmas time, the last two years, they have released some very very um boring songs so they do have those clunkers somewhere back in there yeah but they're christmas songs oh, yeah it's not the same yeah <laughs> turns out they're really really good at this whole k-pop thing yeah who, uh, who would have thought <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness well we are going to move on uh but definitely check out fake and true turns out this whole twice group is pretty good uh bomb by alexa I feel like we need a warning for this section that if you have an Amazon Echo device, turn it off or don't listen to this over a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> or challenge, absolutely listen to this over speaker and see how long until you hate us and life around you. Pomp uh, <laughs> by Alexa. Oh, God. Uh, debut for Alexa here. Alexa, some fun facts that I learned about Alexa. Uh, born in America mm -hmm. under the name Alexander Christine Schneiderman. Apparently, she is half Russian and half Korean. Uh, she was a contestant on Produce 48, where she ranked number 82, and has been training for a little under uh, three years before making this debut. Born in Oklahoma. Not a lot of Oklahoma K-pop stars on this podcast, gotta say. No, but, no. I mean, I should point out, like, again, her mom is Korean. She does have a Korean name. She has been in the system for a while. So I think 
not quite the same as maybe like some of the uh, other groups that we have brought up over the years. It's not quite Oklahoma, but uh, Chung Ha did uh, grow up going back and forth between Korea and Texas. Hmm. You know what? Actually, Texas makes a lot of sense for Chung Ha now that you say that. <laughs> I could totally see the Texas in Chung Ha now that you say that. Where in, where in Texas? I want to say San Antonio. I don't know for sure. She talked about it on that episode of Weekly Idol she did with Sunmi. Okay, but now my love of her makes even more sense. Yeah, I was going to say, another Texan on our podcast. Uh, about time. Uh, but yeah, no. So I have some thoughts on this one, but I want to start with you, Zach. What are your thoughts on Bomb? The first note I have here is like, wow, a female soloist not trying to sound like IU. Here's hoping she meets some success. Because that just seems to be the pattern with all of them. She is like as far from that as you can get. First off, I love the look of this video. She talked about, she did an AMA on Reddit and talked about a lot of this and was saying like, oh yeah, she really wanted to do, you know, future cyberpunk dystopian type thing. And either she had, either they had a lot of money to do it or were really good at hiding the fact that they didn't have a lot of money to do it because it looks quite good. It looks quite good for, you know, a K-pop music video budget. And my, my main thing with the debut and this accomplishes it easily is I want to, I want to see more from her. I want to see more of what she does with this in the future. And one thing, this has become a weird running crusade on this show, but I'm going to go right into this anyway. In the last shot of the video, you can see in what she's, the top that she's wearing has a bunch of patches for it. And the patches are all for different metal bands. And she mentioned in the Reddit AMA, she's a huge fan of Metallica and Avenged Sevenfold. Yes. So I'm just, I'm just going to put this out there of, I am looking for, you know, more metal in K-pop. Even hard rock in K-pop, I'll take. But I'm really looking for metal in K-pop. So, Alexa, yes, do, do so, please. I'm more than ready for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready too. And I'm, I'm gonna kind of jump the gun on you here, Kristen. But I, I, I really like this song. I, I wasn't ready to like it as much as I did the first listen. It didn't grab me maybe as much as some other songs. But this is my, uh, this is this month's birthday by Somi, as far as I'm concerned in that this is a song by a soloist that's technically a solo debut that is all about just pure charisma carrying the day. This song works because Alexa being this kind of badass who can, uh, who can dance as hard as she does and just draw you in from pure, again, attitude and charisma alone. Like either you buy into what Alexa is giving you or you don't, and there's no middle ground with this song. Uh, and I bought it at the end of the day. Um, I also, I have to say, a little bit more credit to Alexa than I had to give Somi because at least Alexa was ready for her showcase right after the song that she debuted. Then her live performances have been really good, uh, which Somi, I think, still maybe had a little bit of work to do on that. So I really liked this. I like where she's going. I don't, it would be very weird to imagine just because of where this debut went, like a metal influence, but I, sure would like it sure does sound fun female soloist giving us even something close to the Dreamcatcher vibes would be pretty darn cool so like i would love to see a little bit of that whatever it is i'm certainly excited to see more of what alexa has planned what about you Kristen? are you with us on this i i am definitely with you on it i i bought into the fantasy of the video because it is consistent with earlier songs we have discussed this month, I felt that that internal logic and world wasn't. But here I feel like she completely understood what the sort of world was. And I really liked the specificity of it. But talking about the song, I was surprised by how much I liked this. And I am so excited to see more from her. This is not a critique. It's just I want to see how big her ranges or if she will stick to making more songs kind of in the vein of bomb which is not a bad thing because it's a really good song i just mm -hmm. wanted i'm interested to see how far her range will extend but i'm i'm very into it it's very good she said that she was looking to do a bunch of different things on in the ama though i it was hard to tell from the context if it was talking about just like the concepts of the videos are also the sound of the songs themselves. But I got the feeling from it that she wants to do a lot of different things. 
but I can't like point you to a specific thing that she said that was definitely like, oh yeah, she's going to try out this style or that thing sometime mm -hmm. later. Yeah, I'm in. I want to see more of what she does. I think this is going to be a battle between her and Somi as to who the next like female soloist who goes hard with this kind of sound. I think that's the competition I have right now. I think that you can look at some like the Ruan versus Rothy uh, and yeah. those kinds of songs for like who the next IU challenger is going to be. I right. agree with you that I don't think these are that. No. I think this is a very different goal. And I'm happy to see that because we have enough really good competitors for the IU spot. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, B by Rothy is a lot higher on my list than I thought it was eight months ago. Let me tell you what. But I, I really like this. It looks like we all do. And so it looks like you should all check it out, people listening at home. To wrap up one more thing, the question about Chung Ha. She lived in Dallas for eight years. Oh, cool. There you go. Well, uh, we are going to move on to a group that is not from Dallas. <laughs> a group that has not enraptured me the same way that some of the last couple acts we have talked about have. Hey, TXT, how you doing? How's it going? Uh, welcome to Runaway. I, you know, we, we mentioned, I think, in the last podcast, we talked about the boy group rookie of the year. And yeah, this is, this is, where the conversation like kind of starts and ends when you look at just how popular this video was compared to any of the other groups we mentioned. But I mean, I'll start with you, Kristen. What did you think of Runaway? Okay. Um, here's here. Let me just read out the beginning of my notes. After so many gritty videos, it's nice to see something so pared down in normcore in a way. But that's more talking about aesthetics because the song, I was thinking to myself as I was listening to it, oh, this is fine. And then you hit that riff transition to the chorus that just completely threw me for a loop. And it did not, it just like did not fit the song for me. And I never got back on track with it. It was kind of downhill from there. But I will say I would totally watch TXT in a wholesome TV show about a group of friends breaking into their school at night and discovering a portal to another world. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look, if this third episode of like, are you afraid of the dark that like ended up being turned at the last second into something a little bit more wholesome or yeah, whatever, maybe like some sort of like parallel universe, like Nickelodeon show. Where like they go through and every week they I go on I would have eaten adventures. that up with a spoon. 100%. 100%. I still would. Whether or not you think that is a compliment for their K-pop music, I think is really <laughs> where we're at now. Oh, God. Zach, buddy, pal. <laughs> where are you at on TXT? You're leading in a lot to that. Whenever you start saying buddy, pal, I'm like, I feel like I'm a, you're about to start yelling at me about something. No, no. I want to hear what you got. Okay. So first thing I want to say in this is I have some questions about this video. Like, did this thing need to be so freaking long? You have a 40 second intro of a different song in there. The random scene in the middle of them finding the portal in the swimming pool and going into another world. And then the song ends and there's like 30 seconds of just about nothing. And I'm like, big hit. You guys can hire the best music video editors in Korea. Did you hire them and that's what they decided? Or like, why is this thing so long? This video, it gets in the way of a lot of things. Also, shooting that scene in the pool where they're all diving in, like not just fully dressed, but like wearing sweaters and other things. I'm like, that must have been hell to shoot. I don't know how or why you managed to get through that and decided this is exactly the thing that we need to do, but I hope nobody got, you know, pneumonia from that or anything, because <laughs> I feel like that's where that most likely is going to end up. I'm going to jump into a giant school swimming pool wearing a sweater. That's, that's not going to end well for anyone. But to actually talk about the song, my first, the first line of my notes was, is it bad that I wanted the song to be stupid? That's what I've liked about their song. Like, I've liked the stupid stuff that they did, that they've done so far. Though, I will give this song more credit than Crown of like, I'm at least kind of seeing some things in here where it's like, okay, I can see this group, some flashes in here of this group coming together into something of like, it sounds bad to say this way, like, oh, I, I can see flashes of what would lead me to take you seriously at some point. I can see the evidence of like, all right, this isn't just, 
oh, we threw together some group because, you know, we're big hit. And thanks to BTS, anything we put out is going to be a success. I'm like, okay, no, I can I can start to see some of what you were seeing when you put this group together. Now, I think it, you know, as a song, it's like, okay, it's, you know, it's all right. As that goes, I'm like, like I said, it's mostly the flashes of things that I see that it's like, okay, I can at least kind of see how this group comes together into something. You're not there yet, but I guess you could be more than just, oh, hey, it's the group that does stupid songs that I enjoy because they're very stupid. (sighs) Is this stupid? This is trying to be stupid. I don't think this is a stupid song. I think this is like very stereotypical. Like, here's my problem with this song. What does this song give me that very, very isn't giving? And and I'm not saying that as a compliment for the record. Um, (laughs) We've had mixed feelings on very, very on this podcast. But like very, very is the quintessential like 90s cutesy cape like boy group. If you're familiar with American pop, this is a very cutesy song about just a group of cute boys doing cute boy things. And that's fine. I don't have to be the target audience for everything that is being made out here, you know. But to me, the problem comes in that TXT are just so far ahead of the pack in terms of popularity, in terms of like. You know, because they have the big hit name. And it's funny that you bring up, why do they have the music video? Can't big hit have editors? To which the top uh, YouTube comment on this video is, it's not big hit if they didn't put a whole movie scene in the middle of their music videos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like this is what they've been doing for BTS all the time for this extended universe stuff that I've never cared for, for the record. But but if you ask people like Shay, who were really in on these groups from the beginning, that stuff does matter. And there is a 12-year-old girl who's getting really into TXT right now who eight years from now is going to point to that scene as something that gets referenced in some new video that they did as the coolest thing ever. And they justified their entire fandom with that. And that's cool. It's not, I'm not, I don't ever want to diss that kind of thing. And I just think that the hype around them has been so overblown by the fact that they're big hit. I don't think that this is a group. If you remove big hit and big hits power in advertising, are we talking about them as the boy group of the year of rookie boy group of the year? I should say. Because I don't think so. Not by a long shot. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's entirely the marketing and publicity that comes from where they're at. And it's not that they're a bad group necessarily. Again, I'm biased by the fact that they're not what I'm into. But even among groups that are not what I'm into, I just don't get why they're at this point where they can release a song like this and get 12.7 million views. And people talk about how it was an underrated gem because it is significantly smaller than most of what they produced. I, like the magnitudes of which they are above their peers right now, I don't think is justified by the quality. of it. I don't think they're doing anything really different. Yeah. Like, like I said I, at the beginning, I don't think this song is stupid or trying to be stupid. Like you said in there, it's them trying to do, you know, it's them trying to like, let's, let's do a serious song, you know, let's do a serious thing. And I'm like, they probably hit that teen girl audience perfectly, but we're not there. I don't know. I'm surprised to hear none of us on the show are teenage girls. Could, but you could see, like, it's what you said, Kristen. You could see, like, teenage you would have been totally this up, right. Oh yeah, teenage me. I think when I wasn't being angsty and going for the angsty boy groups, would have been all over this. Do you believe that TXT appeals to teenage you more than the other groups that have come out this year? I would say. No, but I know the exact type of teenage girl that this appeals to. Like, I I knew several people growing up that would have eaten this up, I think. The market is there. It's just not necessarily me or teenage me. Mm-hmm. It just ends up being awkward because I don't want to... I also don't want to hold any of this against, like... It's hard... I, I don't want to hold this too much against the group itself. You know, like especially anyone in the group, but also it's like, you know, it's like they're the ones who got lucky enough to be in this position where they're with the, you know, they're with the company that can, that you just put something out and it's automatically going to be a big deal. And I'm like, I, I, I'm starting, like I said with this, I'm just starting to see like, okay, I see that there's promise they can be more than just a group riding off of BTS's coattails. I just want to see that realized or go back to doing the really stupid stuff because that's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. If you're going to do this, Going full stupid, I guess, makes sense. I I think I've just realized, like, they're never going to be for me, and that's fine. I just wish that they were doing more to justify the amount of hype that they're getting compared to other boy groups. That's really all it comes down to, is that I just think there's a lot of talented groups out there, and 
boy groups have been a little bit weaker in general, but I don't think TXT has run away with the competition the way that I think the ultimate ballots will indicate. Uh, uh, see, see what I did there? Uh, are they so clever? Uh, so good. What a, what a good, what a good and clever, a, cl- a pun as original and worthy as TXT's music. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> good point. And also oh. your unintentional puns are better. True. Uh, hmm. <laughs> this song has shocked us all into awkward silence. God, it's just and the best part is knowing that there are going to be people very mad at us for this take. But look, I if you like TXT, I'm very happy for you. They have a target demographic. Enjoy it. It's just not us. And I think it's going to be I'm going to be hard pressed moving forward to nominate TXT for things, because I think that we've said everything that we really have to say about them until we get to the final rookie of the year talk later. Yeah, or or until they put out a song that show the the song that I'm waiting for of the one that shows, hey, no, you can make this on make it on your own. Uh sure. Sure. That song definitely will happen. I definitely believe that they have that song in them and cannot wait to hear the song that will definitely exist. We're gonna move on. Spark by Tayon. Oh man, this is the song that thank goodness we're covering it because otherwise former uh, collaborator Justin would have disowned the show. Uh, so I'm really glad we could fit this in. Former collaborator? Doesn't that mean he's already disowned us? No, I mean, he hasn't been on recently. I can't, I can't say current collaborator when he's not currently here, right? Isn't that how verbs work? Didn't he already disown us over dropping? Uh, he didn't do that on the record. <laughs> off the record, yes. Uh, off the record, he was very unhappy with us. But he is at least happy that we're talking about Spark. And I'm happy to be talking about Spark because I happen to really enjoy the song. Zach, where are you at with Spark? I find Taeyeon's stuff to be very hit or miss. And this one is a hit. This one works. I have trouble figuring out exactly what it is. I feel like I'm not into the song at the beginning. Like when I first started listening to it, I was like, Okay, it's Taeyeon's song, a little more up, you know, a little more upbeat than the ones that I'm used to her having. Like she has a lot of songs that are very not qu- maybe not quite ballady, but very much in that realm. And then then it gets to the bridge. I believe it's around the bridge, and there's this part's like the section. The lyric is something like "bultia, bultia," something that's what she's saying. I'm not gonna even try to attempt to sing it. But then all of a sudden, it's like okay, it clicks right here. Like I get it. This song it goes from like I'm not sure what I think about this. Like okay. You found the groove of this song. You found that right in there. And it just, it's, it's a good one. It's not bowling me over or blowing me away like this. I feel like that's been the story of every song this month, but it's, uh, of these songs, it's a pretty solid hit. I'm just probably not going to be, you know, not going to be one I'm enthusiastically listening to all the time. Yeah. It's interesting. I agree with you on Taeyeon being a little bit hit or miss for me. And some of that just has to do with the fact that Taeyeon often does ballad stuff. And ballads have never been the thing that this podcast gravitates towards, with few exceptions. Mm-hmm. But this had some, some smoothness to it. This had a groove to it that I think I could get behind for sure. Kristen, where did you come down on Spark? I was surprised that I, I liked this song as much as I did. There's just something really enchanting about her voice and i'm glad that we're getting something that is a little bit more upbeat from her and that she's showing some variety because i i agree with you i think taeyeon in the past has been a little hit or miss for me just because i i'm not particularly drawn to slower softer k-pop songs but this this i really enjoyed yeah there's uh there's a lot to like about this. I especially like the bridge where you get the the echo effect in there. Taeyeon has some great looks in this. It just, you know, Taeyeon's versatility, I think, is what has allowed her to stand apart to me compared to where I, I first landed on her. I, I feel like every comeback, she can do something different. And I feel like there's something that's really powerful about that and that I really appreciate. I, I always find her music interesting in that way and then this is certainly no exception i think of all the songs she's released this year this is probably my favorite which is not to say that it is going to end up on my best of 2019 list at the end of the day i did not have a lot from november that i would put in that category 
You said November again. I did, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how the turntables. Now, October. (laughs) I didn't have a lot of stuff in October, I should say, that I felt I was truly in love with. And one of the songs that I I absolutely did fall in love with uh, is not appearing on this uh, podcast. Luckily, it's time for our 60-second segments, and I want to mix it up a bit. We're going to go in reverse alphabetical order for once. Oh, that's what you're up to. So, Zach, buddy old pal, oh friend oh mine, are you ready for your 60 seconds? I need a rules clarification on the lightning round. Great. Okay, so it's about stuff in October, right? Theoretically, yes. Okay, so it's about- Should be uh, October. Okay, so it should be about stuff in October. All right, that 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 helps answer my question. Yeah, otherwise we would be getting 60 seconds about and the So if I'm not allowed to do that, you're not allowed to do anything out of October. I'm going to bleep that all out. Ah, you monster. <laughs> you know me. I do it all the time. You're right. Go for it. You got your 60 seconds. You ready? Uh, tell me when to start. Three, two, one, go. So, I mean, I I said multiple times in here that I'm not really that enthusiastic about a lot of the stuff that came out in October. So I'm going to talk about October of 2018. Specifically, I want to talk about October 10th of 2018 in K-pop because I feel like on that day, three freaking songs came out that I would probably put all I would probably put each of those songs above anything that I listened to in the month of October. There was now with the caveat that some of those songs I grew into more over time as opposed to liking way out the gate, you know, and there may be some things that have changed. But that single day gave oh my gave us Oh My Mistake by April, which is just a really, really catchy song. Love Bomb by Promise, which I, I love Promise. It's a problem. You know, I just, that song is so good. And also BB by IU, which I've also made the discovery that I tend to like the IU songs when she seems to be going slightly crazy. Like, so, I mean, you know, that's that's not a great thing to like, but those are the types of songs I tend to like when she does. So there you go. There's my thing about October. There you go. Perfectly done. I hate that I made the mistake of letting you get away with this. I knew you something. As soon as you framed it, this is like monkey's paw style. (laughs) God, okay. Well, at least I didn't talk about Japanese metal this time. That's true. I'm just saying I got bleeped for something I feel is at least slightly more on topic. At least my thing was announced in October of this. Doesn't matter. Kristen, are you ready for your Um, 60 seconds? Yes, I am. Great. Three, two, one, go. Sweet Chaos by Day6. Why are Chase and I the only ones who want to talk about this song? I have been listening to this so much. It's so different from most everything in K-pop right now, and it is giving me flashbacks to the music I listened to in high school in the best way. It just makes me happy. Falling Leaves Are Beautiful by Highs. I'm starting to want to see something different from Highs. The soft ballad adjacent songs are getting to be a little repetitive, despite how pretty they are. Uh, Dway by Jackson Wang. Um, the song is acceptable and fine, but I love that this video uh, looks like one big continuous shot. Blind for Love by AB Sixu. This is hitting the sweet spot for softer boy groups for me. And My New World by Six, a really enjoyable follow-up from a rookie group. This is the gear I get into boy groups, apparently. Done. Great. Five seconds on the clock. Sweet. We're going to go on our merry way here with my 60 seconds. Am I ready? Why, yes, yes, I am. Well, then I'll count myself in. Three, two, one. God, Sweet Chaos is so good, guys. It really is the best song of the month. I am obsessed. I've been basically going around showing people who also had that emo rock background, like what song do you think this sounds close to? I have a little bit of Queens of the Stone Age in there. I've been told early Green Day. I've been told, you know, that kind of zone. And I, I think... Uh, some early My Chemical Romance as well. And I agree with a lot of it. And the fact that that's what we're talking about in a K-pop context is real, real fun. And I really appreciate it. Uh, I want more stuff like this, please. And thank you. Uh, Brown Eyed Girls came back. Uh, Abandoned, I wasn't so sure about. Uh, but Wonder Woman, God, that is a fun song as far as video goes. Again, all of the drag shenanigans. And I'm here for it. I just wish I liked the songs better around it. Uh, Blind for Love by Ab6. Ab6 should be the ones we're talking about for best rookie boy group of the year. And it bugs me that they're not going to be. And I'm just going to leave those two seconds left on the clock there. 
great. That's an episode. We did it. We found our way through the month of October. Thanks again to both of my lovely co-hosts for joining me on this journey. If you enjoyed the episode, definitely like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. It really does mean a lot. Definitely helps people find the show. And if you share with people that you think are going to like it, that's the best way. You know, word of mouth. Let people know that this exists because uh, we love doing it and we'd love to share it with more and more people. Uh, if you particularly loved this episode, uh, please consider hitting the donate button on our Anchor FM page. Zach puts a lot of time and effort into making this show listenable, uh, given the chaos that comes from our recording sessions. And I would love to see some of that time rewarded, given the shenanigans that we put him through on this K-pop shenanigans podcast. Of course, we do have a sister podcast that I forgot to mention last episode, the GGWP. That's the Geeks and Gaming Worldwide podcast which is all about professional video gaming and just pop culture stuff in general that I do with former LEC caster Pyrotechnics and amateur caster Mad Magical that you should definitely check out if you like that whole esports thing. Uh, but of course, our other lovely people have a lot of great stuff to plug as well. Kristen, where can the nice people at home find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at kpignolo. Great. What about you, Zach? I am on Twitter at Rambly Badger for the usual Twittery bullshit and at Ravenous Badger for whenever I finish a project and things. And also, Chase, when am I guesting on that other podcast? Because I feel like that's inevitable. I would love to do this. I, you realize, though, like, I'm going to throw you in the deep end if you do this. Like, I'm not going yeah. easy on you if you decide oh, to go oh. on the show. And mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to bring this up. We, yeah, we have only had two in. guests so far. I, you, you need to be high on that list. I agree yeah, with this plan. You put me on there, and I know nothing about esports, and I'm going to jump right in anyway. Great. I <laughs> love this. We will figure that out, and we'll definitely let you know when that episode is happening. We'll let you know when our next B-sides are happening. I'm not sure. We're, we do seem to be a little bit more back to our, our normal schedule, so we'll see if we can do some fun stuff. We've got a whole bunch of ideas that I can't wait to share with y'all. Uh, and thank you so much during all of the insanity sticking with us. And, uh, and and supporting the show really does mean the world. Of course, you can find me at Chase Wassenaar. You can find my site, if you like professional video gaming, at Unicorn Co. I'm the lead editor there uh, for latest esports news, betting tips, all that fun stuff. Definitely check that out. And until next time, goodbye, Internet. Bye. Good night. Goodbye. Whatever. I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> so long. Farewell. Avidash and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
we did well. Yeah, I think it went well. I don't think any of us looked like we didn't know what we were talking about, which is a lot better than I thought was going to happen. <laughs>